I want to talk about Jägermeister. Dad, what do you know about Jägermeister? I mean, well, really, all I know, it's got a really awesome stag logo. What, what else do I need to know about Jägermeister? Well, uh, you should know that you've been drinking it all wrong this entire time. Damn, that's cold. There's a right and wrong way to drink it? Yes, there is, Dad. You should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit, to be exact. Huh? Well, you know what? That explains a lot. I've just been pulling it straight off the shelf. Oh, Dad, I'm so glad I got to you in time. No, that is entirely wrong. The only way to serve Jägermeister is ice cold. So wherever you're at, if you're hanging out with friends or you're at the bar or you're helping your dear sweet father try and get right, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to DraftKings Network. All right, we have finally reached the NFL playoffs, right, gentlemen? And what better way to break it all down than with the Golic acrostic? And as always, with this week's acrostic comes a poem or a broem, should I say. G is for the rookie up against the grizzled vet. O is for freezing temps, making the Chiefs a good bet. L is a QB's name and what a coach feels for his old city. I is for a potential ending for Philly that isn't pretty. C is for the Bills entering the playoffs. Wicked hot. Now let's get... Your two dudes, super wild card weekend thoughts, starting with G, Gojo. Go ahead, Smooch. Yeah, Dad, this one, the game that kicks off the weekend and the matchup that is probably one of the hardest to call in the Browns against the Houston Texans here. The Texans are a two-point home dog against a Cleveland team that comes in a little banged up right now. They already announced their kicker Dustin Hopkins was going to be out. Safety Grant Delpit was going to be out. And Denzel Ward popped up on the injury report with a knee injury sustained in practice on Thursday. So obviously worrisome there, Dad, for a Browns defense that struggled a little bit down the back half of the season as we've seen Miles Garrett dealing with a shoulder injury for a lot of the year here. Do you think Joe Flacco can keep up what has been an absolute tear and lift the uh, Cleveland Browns to the next round of the playoffs? Well, I, th- I think he can because one, one thing I don't see in this game, Mike, is, is somebody blowing out to 35 points, right, and getting a huge lead on the other team. I, I don't know if either one of these teams will do that because Cleveland still likes to run the ball. The, the best friend of Joe Flacco coming in, you, they're always with a different quarterback, 
who benefits from that? It's been David Njoku, right? He has had a mm-hmm. monster, monster year this year. I still like their running game, and we love their defense. And, and while the Texans have been fantastic this year, I, I neither one of these teams is a oh, hold on to your hat. You know, they're going to score at will. So I still think it's going to be a close game. You know, for as far as Stroud, he relies on Nico Collins and Dalton Schultz. Those are the two main guys uh, he's really hitting on. Robert Woods occasionally there with Tank Dell still obviously on the shelf. So I, I, I'm actually leaning toward, you know, of all the, the sides of the ball in this from each team, I still think it's the Browns defense that stands head and shoulders above. So I, I am going to go with the Browns on the road in this one in Houston. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would probably lean uh, Cleveland's way. I heard Mina Kimes talk about this yesterday. The Houston Texans defense, one of the worst in facing play action pass and we know the Cleveland Browns especially with Joe Flacco under center Kevin Stefanski has dialed up a lot of that we've seen it give way to the huge plays like you mentioned to David Njoku to Amari Cooper and that passing attack despite having an offensive line that's been banged up and marred by injury but play action pass a great way to help that group out in front and so for Houston, you've also got Will Anderson Jr. and Jonathan Greener both showing up on the injury report, too, have been banged up down the back half of the season. So I think all those things factored together. Because on the other side, Dad, C.J. Stroud's been sensational. And even as they lost Tank Dell and that wide receiver room got beat up, we've seen him come back. And while maybe the second half of the season wasn't as perfect as the first or as you know electrifying as the first, He's been a guy that you've got a ton of confidence in, despite the fact that he's just a rookie going up against Joe Flacco, who's been here and done that. And I said, he's yep. playing with sort of the bleep you attitude that comes with being a former Super Bowl winner and a guy who's accomplished in this league who also didn't need this job. So I think all of that does come together and ultimately gives the Cleveland Browns a win in this spot. So that's going to be the start to the weekend here. Emerson, you also mentioned a matchup between, and we talked about this with Clay Matthews the other day. Former Green Bay Packers head coach Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys taking on the current Green Bay Packers and the next successor to the quarterback dynasty there in Jordan Love, who's been red hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone knows the storylines galore, right, this weekend. And uh, Mike McCarthy playing his former team, taking on his former team. A lot of pressure on him because he has not been super fantastic in the postseason. Last year, I thought it was important for me to, to talk about, um, you know, uh, Green Bay in the beginning of the week. I did with the team. Uh, I regretted it. Uh, I don't think that's that, that doesn't even need to come into into our energy base. So um, you live and learn. You know, th- this game's about our commitment. It doesn't matter who we're playing. It really doesn't. I mean, I, I had no stake. I didn't watch one game prior to the you know yesterday's contest to, in preparation uh, so just started last night on the plane and and that's that, that's where I am and I think that's clearly where our team is our, our team you know this this is it's just no time for that listen English like wasn't our strength so yeah sure Man, we, we skipped we skipped all went straight to L so we're, oh, no. we're taking we the L on that <laughs> we didn't skip O. I skipped hey, O. I, was, I didn't know my own I'm last name player. and couldn't read the document. No, <laughs> and listen, I understand you're a team player. I'm also going to pull the thumb here and understand that one, that we just went right past that and went out of the easy order of the games yeah. that all this was in. Dad, that being said, we'll get back Glo- to the uh, hey. cold game that's coming up. Glowick. And we'll stick with, we'll stick. That's what we're doing. We're doing yeah. Glowick instead of Golic. 
exactly. So we've got Jordan Love and the Packers, Dad. <laughs> Heading in to take on Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys, who thankfully for the Cowboys, Dad, and the reason I picked them in this game, their seven-point favorites, is they're at home. And while home road splits are, again, not the thing that I most describe to, it's been hard to ignore with the Dallas Cowboys how big of a difference this has been for them. Uh, you know, Getting healthy at the right time, Zach Martin, Tyler Smith, and Stephon Gilmore were all out at practice the other day. And that offense that you know has struggled to run the ball for the majority of the season, I would imagine is just going to do what they've been doing in the games that they've been successful down the stretch and just try and see how many times they can get the ball into C.D. Lamb's hands in the short area of the field and let him cook. Yeah, I mean, that Green Bay defense has been better against the pass than against the run. They've been getting run on uh, a little bit. And, and Dallas, you're right. I mean, at home, and I can't pick this game since I'm calling this game. Uh, Dallas has been such money at home. The number one in so many categories from yards to scoring uh, when they're at home. So they're in the confines of home right now. But Jordan Love, listen, the at last eight regular season games, 18 touchdowns, one interception. I mean, that's the key. And we, we keep saying for young quarterbacks, he's, he's been in the league a while, but it's his first year as a starter. And he's been he's been money. I mean, you know, and some of the lists that he's been on, you know, right now uh, for this year is pretty third NFL quarterback with 4000 yards passing 32 touchdowns in a first year with multiple games started, but that's Kurt Warner and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, and he's on some really, really good lists of how well he's done. And it started out a little cold, but it's really been hot as of late. You got the two-headed monster of A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones back. Dillon been nicked up uh, a little bit for the year, but when they're both out there, but A.J. Jones has been having, you know, as of late running the ball well. It's going to fall on this Green Bay defense, as I said, uh, not as good against the run. Does that put, set up Pollard for some success here? We'll see how they play against the pass. But just big numbers out of Dallas when they're at home. I mean, big numbers out of Dak, big numbers out of CeeDee Lamb has had, you know, outside of Tyreek Hill, has been, they've been trading off between CeeDee Lamb is number one in receptions, Tyreek Hill number one in receiving yards. It's ridiculous how well they have been doing. But, you know, the, I think the underlying theme here is Dallas's success at home. Yeah, well, and I think you mentioned it's it's weakness on weakness. The Dallas rushing offense against the rushing defense for the Green Bay Packers, the strength on strength passing attack versus passing attack. But the other side, Dad, I, I feel like with the Cowboys, especially in this iteration the last few years, it's always been, hey, is the rush defense going to hold up enough to keep you out of trouble? Because when they've gotten beaten, beat bad, see the game at Orchard Park against the Bills and a number of other spots there, it's been teams that have been able to run right up the middle on them because for all the great parts on that, defense they are much more built to get you in bad downs and distances and try and get after the passer with Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence and yep. the rest of that group but they can get run on a ton and this Green Bay Packers offense had kind of moved around a lot of pieces on the offensive line for most of the season has settled on a group that I think now they have confidence in to go out and try and get that done so I picked the Cowboys in this one I know you can't pick the Cowboys because you're calling this game but I think it still has a chance to be pretty close because if Jordan yeah. Love yeah. continues to play the way that he's been playing he can keep them in any game as this young group around him has really come into their own all right because spelling is hard <laughs> we're gonna backtrack throw it in reverse for thirst dad mentioned cold emerson we're expecting ungodly Dude. amounts of cold Dude. in kansas city yeah yeah so when the chiefs host the uh dolphins here the expected temperature around kickoff is going to be three degrees with a wind chill approaching minus 30 
So if that projection holds up, this will become the coldest game that the Dolphins have ever played in, right? Which is not great news for them, considering they've lost 10 straight when the kickoff temperature is 40 degrees or below. Here's what Mike McDaniel has to say about the uh, chilly forecast. When you're playing football uh, in colder weather than you'd hang out in, then it it can be one of two things. It can be an excuse or it can be something that galvanizes a team because you're going through it together. The air conditioning um, gets in that in that huge space, gets down to 50 or so. I'm not even going to really, I, I think that's kind of uh, insulting to the, to the weather <laughs> at this point to, to be like, oh, yeah, we're ready. You know, it, it, you, you, the, the bottom line is, is you have to um, have a collective mindset. Everyone has to be all in. Gonna be, uh, it's going to be tough to emulate negative 30 inside that practice space. Yeah, I mean, and for anybody, even the Kansas City players that are used to cold, yeah. that's a different level of cold right there. Dad, I, to say it wouldn't affect the Dolphins would be a farce. I've always told the story from playing Miami, the college team in the Sun Bowl, but a team that's used to practicing in South Beach, how thrown off they were in the tunnel before that game when it was 32 and snowing there, which was a slow Tuesday to us and a nightmare for them, and we saw they were mentally very affected before it even got started. The stat about the record in games under 40 degrees to me is more indicative of the time of year you're playing in those games. You're playing in pro season football. Usually when the temperature is like that or late season division football. So it's going to be pretty tough. That being said, this Dolphins team is also just massively overwhelmed by injury at this yeah. point, And I think at a huge disadvantage because of that. Yeah. As you mentioned, winless is 17 in games under 40 degrees Two is 0 and four uh, when it's under 45 degrees, it's going to affect them, but it's going to affect Kansas city as well. It's not like, even if you're a cold weather team, you're used to zero degrees and wind. You're just not. Now, one of the differences is Mara uh, Miami is run like a Ferrari, right? And you don't see many Ferraris driving well in bad weather. It's, it's difficult, but again, the offense knows where it's going so you're, you're going to wait for that big play one way or the other. The one thing that I think is, is in good shape for Miami is their backfield is full again. With Mostert coming back, he had over 1,000 yards. Achan has been phenomenal. And even when they throw Jeff Wilson in there, he's been doing well. Both those two guys I mentioned off the top can catch balls as well. And Kansas City's been kind of middle of the pack against the run. So that's what I see out of Miami. Because of the weather, you're going to try and obviously try and run the ball. If you run the ball with a little bit of success, you can play action to that short pass, right? Get the ball in the hands of Waddle. Get the ball in the hands of Tyreek Hill and see what they can do after the catch, especially if a defender slips, though they may slip as well. Where this can help Kansas City is – Who's your best friend? A lot of times in bad weather, it's a tight end. And you have obviously one of the best in the game in Travis Kelsey to be able to, to be that big body to catch that ball in bad weather from a Holmes, either from the pocket or when he has to escape. Make no mistake, the weather will affect both teams, not just Miami because nobody, I repeat, nobody is used to playing in zero degrees or can practice and be ready for zero degrees. 
No, but I do think for a bunch of guys that are injured coming off this, it heightens the awareness of all that stuff. It's a lot harder to get those things warmer and feeling good. And so you're right for Mostert, who's going to be relied on, for Jalen Waddell, if he's back, who's going to be relied on. That's difficult. And for the Chiefs on the other side, Dad, I think some forgiveness in a matchup that would have been tough for them. They get Donovan Smith back, who's missed the last five games with a stinger in his neck. Um, Wanya Morris, who had been his backup, is out with a concussion. So depth and issue there. But you're going up against a Miami Dolphins team that's so depleted on the edge. They had to sign Justin Houston this past week. And so I just don't think the Dolphins are going to be able to get the pressure that other teams have been able to against the Chiefs in that matchup to get this done. I think Kansas City wins this game. I think they move back on and keep this thing going. Let's now, because we're back on track, get to I. Is this the end? The Philadelphia Eagles, Emerson, in a real tough bind coming off a real lackluster end of their regular season. Dude, they've lost five of their past six games. They have a negative eight turnover ratio in that stretch. The Bucs have won five of their past six. They've got a plus four turnover ratio. A Philly knocked off the Bucs back in week three. So here is Bucks head coach Todd Bowles on how preparing for this week's game compares to their matchup earlier in the season versus the Eagles? I don't think it compares at all. It's about the same for the really most part. It doesn't compare because we played them so early in the year. Uh, we were still growing. I'm sure they were still growing. And, you know, playoff time is different. It's one and done. Everybody's nicked up. Everybody's hurt. It's just a matter of who makes the most mistakes. Yeah, Gojo, a lot of people think uh, Eagles are the team on upset alert. No other team is on a bigger upset alert than Philadelphia this weekend because of their garbage play recently. Yeah, I mean, they because of that and because of all the injury, Dad. Yeah. Now you added after the last game, Sidney Brown and that secondary loss to an ACL injury. Jalen Hurts was coming out and talking about how he probably shouldn't have gone back into the game with the finger injury yeah. that he sustained. You had A.J. Brown go down there. I, it just, I think they're too banged up to party, Dad. They're three-point favorites on the road. I feel like that three points is enough for me with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think this yeah. game has the ultimate variance potential because Tampa Bay's obviously been a bit of a roller coaster this year baker mayfield himself banged up but i can't trust this eagles team based on how they've played and based on who's available yeah i'm still going to go with philly in this game um tampa bay can't run the ball for anything um and so they're gonna have to throw the ball but then again philly is second worst in the league against the pass that we know uh between play and injuries how they struggled especially in the middle field against the pass so it'll be interesting where Tampa Bay and how they attack but I still think you know as we talked about earlier frustration got to be a lot of frustration there but I still think it's a team that can play well enough to win this game and move on to the next round so I'm going to go with Philly on the road yeah god I think they ultimately win but man I just I I I don't know even beyond that. I mean, we always said whoever got the NFC South winner was right, kind of going right. to get a walk in the park. But with this Philadelphia team right now, I, I just I don't know what they have to hang their hat on at this point. Maybe it'll click in. Like you said, it's a very resilient, veteran-led team, especially in the trenches where it matters. But defensively, if we see Baker Mayfield get hot, and Lord knows he's capable, all hell can break loose. The last one, Dad, see uh, Buffalo charging in to the playoffs there on a hot streak. We know they were dead in the water at the middle of the season. They found their way back in, and now they're seven-point favorites at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers team that's not going to have T.J. Watt on defense. And that, to me, Dad, was the nail in the coffin. They were already at a disadvantage, but I, I really feel like once that news came out, your best punch was gone, and now it could be a really long afternoon there. 
Yeah, the the line moved to nine and a half, by the way. So oh, I just I I just don't see Pittsburgh I mean the best player on the field. I mean, both teams, right? Would you agree? TJ Watt. I, I put him, you know, it's Josh Allen we talk about, but TJ Watt yeah. to me is the best player. Would have been the best player on the field for both teams, and he is not going to be there. That's a huge miss for Pittsburgh, still dealing with a backup quarterback, Mason Rudolph, even though he's been getting wins. Uh, I just think this is a tall, tall task for a Buffalo team that I just called last week against Miami, and they played better than Miami and won it, but they kept shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, you know, they, they went on a run uh, with wins, you know, beating the Chiefs and the Cowboys in back-to-back weeks. Uh, earlier, they had lost to Philadelphia. Yeah, I, I just think Buffalo is still too strong here. They've had an old line that's been together uh, a lot this year, and that helps them. Uh, and, and Pittsburgh just too banged up. And when the best player is out, makes it very, very difficult. So I go with and, Buffalo and here. Of- Nine and a half is a lot, though. Nine and a half is a lot. Against Mike Tomlin, who, listen, once again has done the impossible yes. and maximized yep. this team and gotten a team now quarterbacked by Mason Rudolph into the bleeping playoffs. But you mentioned the attrition there. I think about the video from earlier in the season, Dad, of Cam Hayward having to lead the young linebacker core that was all new and green in there. Buffalo, the way they structured their entire offseason was they wanted to do more in the middle of the field. They draft Dalton Kincaid. Dawson Knox missed a, a practice with illness, but right. has been back out there. So you'd imagine between them and James Cook, they're going to try and make this a very long day for the middle of the field for the Pittsburgh Steelers defense that won't be able to get the same pressure that they're used to without T.J. Watt. We will get to the Detroit Lions game, one of the juicier matchups with Matthew Stafford making his return to the Motor City for the first time since that trade went down. Obviously, Jared Goff and a lot of the feelings around his departure in Los Angeles had been talked about a ton recently. Sean McVay has addressed it and said he could have done better at the end of all that. But coming up next, if we're talking about Buffalo, let's get a former Buffalo Bill in here. Lorenzo Alexander, all-around great linebacker, formerly for the Bills, going to join us next. I want to talk about Jägermeister. Dad, what do you know about Jägermeister? I mean, well, really, all I know, it's got a really awesome stag logo. What what else do I need to know about Jägermeister? Well, uh, you should know that you've been drinking it all wrong this entire time. Damn, that's cold. There's a right and wrong way to drink it? Yes, there is, Dad. You should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit, to be exact. Huh? Well, you know what? That explains a lot. I've just been pulling it straight off the shelf. Oh, Dad, I'm so glad I got to you in time. No, that is entirely wrong. The only way to serve Jägermeister is ice cold. So wherever you're at, if you're hanging out with friends or you're at the bar or you're helping your dear sweet father try and get right, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. All right, big question coming up this weekend. Can the Bills keep it rolling against the Steelers? We kind of just broke down the game a little bit. And if you're a little superstitious here... So these two teams have met in the postseason before, three times actually. The winner in each of the previous three playoff meetings advanced to the Super Bowl. No one better to talk this game than a former Bills player himself, Lorenzo Alexander, former NFL linebacker, played 15 NFL seasons 
two Pro Bowls, second team All-Pro selection. He is joining the guys right now. Take it away, Gojo. Well, I mean, what a perfect day to have a former linebacker on here. And Lorenzo, we appreciate the time is we got the news inside your old division that Gerard Mayo is going to be taking over for the Patriots at the head coach. We had D'Amico Ryan's last offseason, Antonio Pierce. How much are you enjoying watching all these linebackers finally get the respect they're deserved as head coaching candidates? Uh, you know, it's making me second guess. Should I jump back into coaching or not? You know, I'm coaching my kids right now, but hey, who wouldn't want to coach on the NFL level? And then obviously these guys are on a fast track as far as being able to be a head coach. But it's extremely um, exciting to watch uh, these these men get opportunities, uh, right? I played against several of these guys, and you know what type of guys they were on the field, how smart they were, intelligent they were. But more importantly, the great leaders and how relatable they are to a lot of these young men that you get guys to be able to run through that wall that we always talk about getting the team to do, and they're doing a great job of doing that in all aspects of, of, of the teams and the organizations they've been a part of. It is interesting you mentioned about coaching because your career and the way you played and your leadership skills, a lot of people thought could lead you to coaching. Now, you mentioned when we were talking before we came on air, you're coaching your kids. And the one thing about coaching in the NFL, you miss a lot of time. So there's yeah. that of, do I want to go do that at the, at the top level NFL? You love coaching your kids. Now, is there a thought at some point? I know, you, I know you're 40 years old. You're still quite young enough to, to maybe yeah. start going up the ranks in coaching. Yeah, well, I had an opportunity with uh, the Bills. You know, Sean McDermott uh, asked me if I wanted to be a part of the staff. And to your point, right, family was more important. After playing 15 years, you remember all the, the times and the important moments that you missed. And so I really wanted to uh, spend the next, you know, I got my youngest is nine. So really the next eight to 10 years cultivating my kids and pouring into them and being in their life, coaching them up, right? That's the most important coaching job you'll ever have. And then hopefully – as time goes on, I may have another opportunity. I know when you get far away from the league, sometimes you miss those things, but there's a lot of great relationships that I have, was able to maintain, and hopefully be able to jump back into it whenever that is. But I'm still around different organizations in different ways, keeping my name out there. Uh, I, I have no doubt at some point, if that's the path that you choose, someone will be much better for having you around there. Uh, and with the new job that we talked about there, we also had some coaches ushered out here. Pete Carroll out after his long tenure with the Seahawks. Bill Belichick, a coach you're very familiar with inside the AFC right. East, out after that long tenure. Uh, what do you think of when you think of Bill Belichick and the legacy he now leaves behind in New England? I mean, greatness. And, and, and the one thing that I always loved about Bill, he had a lot of respect for the game and the players that he uh, competed against, you know, he didn't say a ton in the media, but when you saw him after the game, he would let you know what he thought of you as a player. So that was always really cool. And then from a player's perspective, his it, it was never about his ego, right? It was always about how can we win this game and how can I put my players in the best position to go out there and execute at their highest level. And so he was always showing a multitude of different schemes, putting players in different positions and really allowing them to go out and be the best version of themselves on Sundays. And so those two things really stand out to me as a man, as a coach, as far as what I want to instill when I'm coaching uh, my team as well. And Certainly, and that's why he's going to go down as, as the greatest ever to do it. But he's also a guy, uh, Lorenzo, that wants to keep coaching. He's 71 yeah. years old. There's eight openings as we speak right now. It will be interesting. What do you think with like ownership and now what we're seeing? D'Amico Ryan's young coach, Gerard Mayo, young coach. Do if you have the choice out there, do you go with that guy who's done it forever and the greatest, or do you start skewing yeah. a little younger? 
Well, it, you know, it's really hard. You know, I think it all all depends on how much Bill has left in the tank and, and you know, whether that's three to five years. Um, but at the end of the day, it always comes back to relationships. And so as an owner, if I'm running my organization, I want to bring in a guy that works well with me my and my GM and the rest of our front office staff and having a great open dialogue and conversations and going back and forth. Now, obviously, Bill is who he is, and I've never worked with him personally, so I don't know what it looks like when you're stepping into a new space. But that's that's the first thing, because I've been around some great organizations and some bad ones, and the good ones have great communication and respect for one another at the top, and that stuff trickles down. But if you've got a lot of discourse in between coach, ownership, and GM, that's typically when you get all the drama and the stuff that you necessarily don't want to talk about as a football player, and you have to put a little time and energy into that distracts away from winning games on Sunday. We know the organization you finished up with and went to the playoffs with in the Buffalo Bills, they had to weather a little bit of a storm of distraction. There was a lot of the conversation about your former coach, Sean McDermott, and his ability to lead that team beyond a certain point in the playoffs. How impressed have you been by their ability to navigate that and find their way into the postseason now? It's been great. And, you know, and every year, every single team goes through some type of adversity. I don't, I don't care if you were, what, 18-1 or 19-1, Patriots, right? If you go back and look at that 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 year, whether it was injuries, something happened, people in the in the locker room, the same thing that Sean McDermott is going through. Every year, you're gonna have some controversy that you have to overcome, and it's about a group of men staying together. And if, if that's one thing that Sean preaches day in and day out about relationship, trust, understanding that process, and really cultivating great relationship, you're able to weather those storms and also weather guys missing out, right? When you think about Tredavious White, Matt Milano not there, losing uh, Tremaine Edmonds in the offseason, losing Leslie Frazier, right? Having to make a transition and offensive coordinator in the middle of the year. The great teams are able to overcome those things. And, and for me, it was always about players' accountability, player leadership, and those guys stepping up. And I'm familiar with several of those guys still in that locker room, and I know they have the men that are willing to dive in and go a little extra yard so they can – away now you know they're in the playoffs win or go home and now they got to make sure that they're making those critical plays that i think we saw them do at the back end of the season that they weren't making up front that's going to get them to where they need to be um so it's going to be fun to watch at the house on sunday i'm looking forward to matching up against mike tomlin the pittsburgh steelers so let's go on the field for a, a moment in another game kansas city and miami now you've finished your career four years in buffalo so you know all about cold and snow it's supposed to be like zero degrees or maybe 10, minus 10 with a wind chill. How does the game change from, from the perspective of you as a linebacker, whether how you're playing the run, how you have to cover receivers? Yeah. How, how does it change for the different players? Well, well it hurts more, you know, for sure. But, uh, you know, <laughs> if it's windy outside and uh, you know that quarterbacks are necessarily not going to be throwing the ball as as effectively or efficiently. So you're thinking coaches are going to run the ball a little bit more. So my mind frame is going more towards there. Um, but I, I remember Oakland coming to Buffalo one year, right? And it was 40 degrees and sunny, and they were cold. So I can only imagine a team like Miami coming into these, these places, right? Your body's just not acclimated. Right? I, I lived in Phoenix for the last four years. I went to Buffalo last week. I was it's cold, old man can be. So that's also going to play a psyche. So you have to mentally, right, prepare yourself to be in this weather and still be able to execute. Um, and it's hard to do that when you're in a warm weather. But uh, as far as linebacker play, right, just thinking about playing the run a little bit more, got to be really stop the game and put them in some long distances and really make them execute in poor weather, uh, which is really hard uh, for quarterbacks, especially if they're not uh, accustomed to it. 
Uh, Lorenzo, only about a minute left here. I just want to ask you one more question about your former head coach and Sean McDermott since it was asked. Do you think he can get them to a Super Bowl? Do you think he can get them over the hump since that's been the criticism of him? Oh, for sure. Um, he, he's a great leader, uh, a, a great man. And like I talked about Bill Belichick, he's not about just doing it his way. Um, when I was there, had, had player leadership, be able to speak to him, make some changes, loosen up, make shifts, be flexible when you need to be. Right. But when we think about what happens on Sundays, again, I'm a player first. It comes down to guys executing. Right. Are you on sides or do you do you have great technique? Do you have great eyes. Did you do your block? Did you stay on sides? Right. Did you make the right read as a quarterback? Did I catch the football? Right. All those things. Sean can only do so much. And as we watch these football games, these guys are in place, but they're not making a place. Can we get can we have 11 men on the field? Right. Is that Sean McDermott <laughs> or is that a guy not locked in in the moment? Right. And so I think. We, there's a balance of player and uh, uh, coach responsibility, sure. but if you ask me, it yeah. always falls on me as a grown man and as a player. Yep. Agree there. Couldn't agree more, yeah. and that was why you were one of the best. Lorenzo, we appreciate the time and insight. Thank you so much, man. Hopefully we'll get to talk to you again soon. Always. Appreciate you guys. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And now that the Boston Celtics have slayed the boogeyman in the Miami Heat, Boston fans will feel a little bit more confident about the situation. You can decide right now, and if you're new to DraftKings, you can also check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, so the last time the Lions hosted a playoff game, Ford Field wasn't even a hole in the ground here. And ticket prices for their game against the Rams, yes, the prodigal son is returning, and Matthew Stafford, most expensive get-in price for NFL wild card weekend. Not a shocker to see Dolphins at the Chiefs. That's the cheap, cheapest. It's going to be negative 30 there uh, with a wind chill. This is... Quite insane. And prime seats, by the way, for this Lions game per ticket IQ are going for $16,000 or more in Section 106 at the 50-yard line. Yeah, dudes, it's going to be a perfect, perfect spot to catch Matthew Stafford going up and down the field he spent so many years on. And this is what he had to say about returning to Detroit. I'm not expecting anything, to be honest with you. I was, I was asked this question um, a couple times, you know, just by friends and family. And I, I think the biggest thing for me is just 
go experience whatever that experience is going to be. I understand, um, you know, what the people of Detroit and what the city of Detroit meant to me in my time and my career, what they meant to my family. Um, I hope they feel that back. But at the same time, I'm not a stranger to the situation and understanding that I'm the bad guy coming to town. You know, I'm on the other team and, uh, you know, I, I, they don't they don't want success for me. So whatever happens, happens. Um, you know, I'm going to go experience it, play the game once the ball snap. Man, let's go. Uh, let's go. Two f- good football teams go compete and see what happens. I mean, it's going to be a hell of a game, Gojo. And then on the other side, there's like Jared Goff too. He's like, I'm not going to forget the way the Rams kind of dumped me, and he continues to use that as motivation. He says he will never forget that. Yeah. Oh, he's and I mean, he's spicy, Jared Goff. Yeah. Now that he's been steeped in Dan Campbell, we talked about that earlier in the season. But yeah, I think both these guys. It was very different circumstances, Dad. I mean, for Matthew Stafford, I can't imagine it's going to be anything other than a rousing ovation for not yeah. only what yeah. that guy did there statistically, but the way he did it. Matthew Stafford was always seen as a capital F football guy, put it on the line physically for his team, even at a time where the franchise wasn't accomplishing the way that people wanted. But for Jared Goff, they dumped him. There is no question, and I think Dad. That's the biggest worry here. Like, I've said it a while ago, and I think I'm sticking with it. I think I'm picking the Rams in this game. Oh. Uh, looking at what they've been able to do down the back half of the streets, and really once Matthew Stafford and Kyron Williams were reinserted healthy into the lineup, they're built with incredibly sturdy foundation. I think both of these teams, the questions you would have would be on the defensive side of the ball because the Lions certainly have been no slouch once their offensive line was re-solidified down the back half of the season, the great running back tandem that they've got there. But Matthew Stafford, I think, could be in a position to remind people of the difference between him and Jared Goff and why the Rams did what they did in the first place yeah i this this could be the game of of the weekend um and and you mentioned it with detroit's o-line and, and covering them this year and i remember going to the stadium that a billboard of the five offensive linemen you know talking about the season and such and i said what they needed was three billboards to get all the offensive linemen on that were playing during the year because they went through so many <laughs> O-line combinations, but it has started to get a little more consistent toward the end of the year. I just love the offensive power for both teams, right, between Stafford and what Kyron Williams has done in the backfield for the Rams and then Puka stepping out the way he has. You know what you had in, in – um, in uh, Cooper Cup uh, as well. And then the two-headed monster, you know, Montgomery and Gibbs in the backfield for Detroit, St. Brown, what he does on the outside. The big question mark, right, is Laporta, right? Sam Laporta, the rookie tight end who has set receiving records, hyperextended his knee. If he plays, going to wear a brace so it can't hyperextend again. You know he's going to try and play, or he's certainly going to try in in warm-ups to see if he can He was back in practice yesterday, and it sounds optimistic that he will play with what he said talking to the media to your point going to be painful no doubt about it but as i said get that brace to where he can't hyperextend it again that's a big part i mean you talk about and i don't want to compare longevity but just the, the season of tj watt missing for pittsburgh sam laporta became a monster monster presence in that offense for detroit huge um so that that could be a difference there i am so i i I honestly don't know which way to go in this game, Mike, the way they're playing right now. Uh, the Rams seem to be peaking at the right time. Demarcus Robinson has kind of stepped up as that third yeah. receiver between Puka and, and Cooper. The last couple of games he's had, I think, at least six receptions. He started to step a little more in this one. I, Mike, I think I'm going to lean toward the home team, though, in this one and Detroit. This, this is one of those I won't be shocked either way. 
uh, who wins this game, and that's normal on Wild Card Weekend. Um, but with the way the Rams are playing and them being on the road here, but it's indoors, so weather won't have an effect. I, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead toward the home team in Detroit in this one. All right, well, those are our thoughts on it. Emerson, the people have a chance on this to cash it or trash it, though, yeah, baby. depending on how they feel like going over at our friend the DraftKings Sportsbook Fantasy. Or yeah. DraftKings Fantasy Sports, excuse me. No, it's all good, man. It's all good. You've had a nice, clean show today. Time for cash it or trash it. Yes, presented by DraftKings Fantasy Sports. Check out what DraftKings has to offer this season with Code Gojo because life's more fun when you're in on the action. DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. Rams three-point dogs, as we have already mentioned, to the Lions here on Wild Card Weekend. So, Gojo, I feel like you're cashing the Rams covering because you're taking them outright to win here. I am. And, Dad, this is uh, an interesting one of how high this can climb, right? There have been seven wild card teams to make the Super Bowl. Most recently, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2020, who did that as the five seed. But I, I, I guess I just look and go back to trusting what my eyes have told me about this team. And yeah. defensively, they've maximized their talent. We've talked so much about the rookies on offense. We had Steve Avila on the show earlier today. Puka Nakua has been great. But Kobe Turner has turned into yep. a monster on the interior defensive line opposite Aaron Donald. Donald. You've gotten Byron Young on that uh, on that group on the perimeter that's been able to get things done. Secondary does worry me a little bit at times, and we know the play-action passing game for Jared Goff and this Lions group, especially over the middle of the field, can certainly be deadly. But I, I just look at this team. The only team that they lost to in this stretch was the team that's the Super Bowl favorite right now in the yep. Baltimore Ravens, and they played them better than I think anyone we've seen down the stretch of this season. Yeah, you mentioned Young and Turner. They both uh, turn Young has eight sacks, Turner nine sacks, sixteen tackles uh, for loss between the two of them. They ha and then oh by the way, there's a guy named Aaron Donald on that defense uh, as well. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of with you, Mike. So maybe it's more hoping for Detroit, considered the position they have been as opposed to the Rams who just won the Super Bowl a few years ago. I'm going to trash this one, and I'm going to say Detroit wins, yeah. and they cover. Uh, as well, the three points. But listen, you're right about the Rams and how they're playing right now. They're one of the hottest teams in the NFL, the way they're going. So as I said, it wouldn't shock me, but I, I, I'm glad to hear Sam Laporta is going to play. I think that's going to be a big difference for Detroit, and I think they can try and control that ball with that two-headed monster at running back. Well, it seems like the public got 61% of bets, 78% of the money is on the Rams plus three, and I know you guys are split on this. Ford Field has been a friendly spot for Dan Campbell's team this season. Five and three ATS at home. However, the Rams, one of the better teams to bet on on the road as they spotted five, three, and one ATS away from SoFi Stadium. It's interesting, too, in regards to that. People always want to say this time of year, well, what travels? Defense yeah. and a running game. And the Rams have had a running game that's extraordinarily simple, even though it presents with all the great motion and stuff that McVay likes to do. They've got receivers bought in as blockers. But, Dad, they've majored in being a downhill running team this year. And to give the Lions credit defensively, this showed up a lot against a Cowboys team that's not nearly the Rams' equal as a rushing attack. But since Week 10... The Detroit Lions, third in rush EPA per play on defense, fifth in rushing success rate. They've been a much better run defense in the back half of the season going up against one of the best they'll have faced in a while. Yeah, I mean, th this is just a great matchup. And, and 
I'm almost bummed these two are matching up and one will be out, kind of like Cleveland and Houston, you know, that one of them uh, is going to be out. So uh, we'll see. I, I Like I said, I, I think maybe Detroit can control a little more with running the ball. First down is always so key. It was such a big thing when I did that Miami-Buffalo game, how well Buffalo was gaining four and five yards on first down and making second down so much more manageable. To me, that's such a key down, and both these running games can have a, a great effect on that. And listen, it'll be a great other audition. Ben Johnson, one of the hot coordinator yep. names, coaching in the cycle this offseason. Raheem Morris on the Rams sideline, certainly going to be in the same vein. But coming up next, it's time to crown the one true Reese's king to finish off Gojo and Golik. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. And it's the perfect weekend to visit the sportsbook and find odds on all six games in Super Wildcard Weekend, plus player props, wildcard specials, and even playoff specials. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code GOJO when you do. New customers can bet just 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code GOJO. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, guys, time to finish off the show way we always do. This, that, and third. Three quick stories to send you into the weekend here. Super wild card weekend, baby. As always, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review us. Leave us a five-star rating. Try and check us out live from 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern every day, Monday through Friday. But if you can't miss us and you want to check out the show and our great guests, thank you to Rams rookie offensive lineman Steve Avila. Uh, Steve Avila, excuse me, and former Buffalo Bills linebacker Lorenzo Alexander for joining us today, helping us get ready for the weekend. If you missed it, check them out wherever you get your podcast or as soon as we get done here right on the DraftKings YouTube channel. Guys, let's get to this, that, and the third and start off with this little college football news and notes here as we got sure. stuff flying fast and furious. Dad, first and foremost, Florida State receiving some level two sanctions from the NCAA tied to NIL violations, something that we weren't sure if the NCAA was going to wade in the waters of punishing. They are levying significant penalties against Florida State's uh, Florida State here, including tied to their assistant coach, Alex Atkins, their offensive coordinator, who is found to have committed two level two violations, which include impermissible recruiting activity and facilitating impermissible contact with an NIL-related booster. He's going to be suspended the first three games of next season and given a two-year show cause for anyone unfamiliar that requires any school that tries to hire Alex Atkins to explain that decision to NCAA officials. I'm surprised Florida State went along with this, Dad. I wonder if fighting Man. it would have been more trouble than it was worth considering the environment that we know exists around the NCAA and around the way that people, especially lawmakers, people in Congress, ah. view the current NIL land. Landscape. I mean, for somebody that ran, and I'm talking about the NCA, ran from the NIL situation, now all of a sudden they're bowing up. 
here, all of a sudden, they're puffing their chest out and say, we will not allow enticement. And that's what this is about. They don't want you to entice the 18-year-old or, or in this case, a transfer portal guy, uh, especially to the collectives. They're supposed to be separate uh, from from the, the, the football team. But they got nailed, man. I mean, uh, with a two years probation, scholarship reduction, official visits reduction, one uh, percent of the budget uh, as a fine. I, I'm well, and the biggest one here too, Dad, is they now with this particular collective that right? was associated because it was essentially uh, it was reported that it was uh, uh, offensive lineman from another school. Alex Atkins was accused of driving that player to meet with this collective, and now they are not allowed to associate or accept help from that collective for yeah. the next year. Remember, collectives, these groups that have been helping pay players, were allowed to be associated with the school, but now this essentially puts that on pause, which means you're going to have to kind of reorganize some money. I mean, I'm again, I'm somewhat amazed at the NCAA and all of a sudden after after running from this coming in and trying to play tough guy now. And, and I'm with you. Florida State just kind of going along with this thing uh, that that's surprising to me. But I wonder if this makes it more of an interesting situation for Mike Norvell, if he truly is going to be recruited by Alabama. Yeah, it's certainly, I think, all factors into it. It being knocked down to a level two violation is noteworthy because while these penalties are steep, it's also not nearly as bad as it could be. See what might happen with the Michigan Wolverines and right, everything that right. went on there. Deb, we also had news, you know, other uh, other news around there, including Quinn Ewers uh, announcing that he was getting ready to come back to the University of Texas, which immediately had people wondering about the future of Arch Manning. Well, exactly. I mean, Malik Murphy already, you know, he took off from that team before the, the, the uh, playoff game, the backup quarterback. Remember, Arch Manning was third string. Now is Arch going to sit another year? You know, is he going to wait or is he going to throw himself into the transfer portal? That's very interesting. Kalen DeBoer, the coach at Washington, canceled his hit that Ooh. he normally does every week, right? And for those that are or he was scheduled Washington to do fan, at least, yeah. Scheduled to do, right. And for those Washington fans who have heard his name with Alabama, they have to be going, all right, what the hell is going on? Yeah, everyone waiting to see what happens with that job, including Texas fans, because I think as long as Sarks in Texas, it sounds like Arch Manning is there to be around Steve Sarkeesian and learn from him, they'd feel pretty safe, but no one's going to feel safe until the ink is dry on whoever is the next coach of the Crimson Tide. Emerson, let's get to that and back to our normal habitat of aliens in Miami heading to Brazil. Guys, we have proof that even aliens need a tropical vacation here. New video shows two giant human-like creatures strolling along the foothills of a small Brazilian island in what some believe is proof that aliens are visiting Earth. If you're watching us now, if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see the video on your screen. One of the 10-foot-tall beings appears to take in the sights on an island two miles off the coast of southeast Brazil as another stands closely behind. That appears to be what the footage is showing us right now. Give me a break. What do you I mean, mean why that's is it, real as hell? It's it's always so far away or so grainy. We've been doing this for since Bigfoot footage started <laughs> popping out here. In a day and age where our cameras have more capabilities than ever on our phone, the fact that this is the best they can muster to me indicates that this is totally bunk. And and, and I'm getting bummed at this because I think we all believe 
there are extraterrestrials Absolutely. out there, right? Now, and, and are any of them on the Earth? I would like to believe that as well. How the hell can we not get a picture of them? How the hell do we not get a better picture? That, that, that's a ridiculous picture we're looking at. How do we know it's 10 foot, uh, what we're looking well, at? What, I think what you, are we doing? I think what you do is you're able to realize where you are, your location, compared to the location of the island. And then if you want to crunch some numbers, depending on how tall it is, like within the frame, you can see... You can kind of do some math. Yeah, no, those things are 10 feet tall. Trust me. Okay. All right. (laughs) I I, I long await the day where someone's finally like, oh, yeah, I got this perfectly crystal clear footage that the government didn't take away from me when the men in black showed up on the scene. And now we get to actually see the aliens up close and personal, considering every new iPhone camera is touting some sort of new shot. on. It's going to be a shot on iPhone ad. That's how we're going to find out about the aliens it's going to wind up on a billboard in Times Square what's sad is like there are so many fake videos out there that you know the yeah. few real yeah. ones it's like everyone is going to doubt immediately and be like no it's fake like it's there's you know there's a few good apples in this batch <laughs> a few bad apples spoiling the alien footage bunch <laughs> uh, as I've often said let's get to a group that has no bad Whoa, apples wow. guys this we got Reese's little- power rankings going on right now uh, Orange Olive 7 on Twitter yesterday put out the picture that displayed the Look full depth this. and breadth of the Reese's catalog and asked, what's your favorite? Dan, as someone who's made a, a, a now trend online recently of reviewing yeah. largely Reese's Love products because they've got yeah. so much variety yeah. in the catalog, yeah. I can unequivocally say still to this day after sampling pretty much everything that's on this page the Reese's Fast Break Bar is not only one of the best candy bars of all time but it's certainly in my opinion the best item in the Reese's catalog as it currently sits I love all there's 25 different products here if you look at this thing it is (laughs) it is incredible and I will try all of them I'm not so high on the organic or the zero sugar yeah you know if yeah, if, if I'm going to eat a candy bar, I, I'm going to eat a candy bar, you know. So, but some, I love the variety. How about the Reese's Big Cup with the potato with the potato chip? I mean, Dad, let that, me tell you, a textural wonder. Yes, it is an absolute yes. delight. That little crunch. Completely, completely agree. And then you got the big Reese's cup with the Reese's pieces in the middle of it. And I love mm-hmm. because listen, in my my uh, era growing up, the mallow cup where you got the mallow cup yeah, and you dude. had the card in there with a point value on that you could use to get stuff. They have the the Reese's with the mallow cup top. Those, I mean, they're, there they're are excellent. so many great varieties to this that I mean, you could just eat this candy bar forever in all the different way in all the different ways you can eat it, all different varieties. And put all of them in the freezer. Not the fridge. Put all of them in the freezer. Eat them fresh. I out actually of the like them a little bit on the warmer side. I think the that freezer robs really. them of some of the that chocolatey peanut buttery taste. Yeah. Yeah, no, you seem like. And by the way, for what it's worth in this, also, I do want to also make the proclamation because while I think the fat, you know, the uh, fast break bar is the best of the bunch, if we're going to do the more traditional route or anything tangent to the cups, it is always the Reese's Holiday Shapes in any of their form, whether it's the tree. Yeah. Whether it's the pumpkin, whether it's the Easter egg, all better than the original Reese's cup upon this yeah. rock. I will always build my church. A thousand percent. And the egg and the egg is the top one out of all the shapes because of like the surface area and the ratio. The ratio. It's all about the ratio of the chocolate to the peanut butter. And, and I love how many I love how many king size things they have as well. Yeah, you're a king and, size you know, guy. I mentioned the potato chip. They have one with pretzel bits as well. I mean, just mm. just fantastic. They they love a little crunch. It's a chef's kiss. They do. 
Reese's loves a little crunch. crunch. We love a little Reese's. We hope you love a little us. And if you do, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, and review us. Leave us a five-star <laughs> rating. And check us out here, as always, live Monday through Friday from 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern. Thanks so much. Enjoy Wild Card Weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done